0: Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison and you're listening to episode 32 of the Parallel Podcast where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I first want to start out by just thanking you guys again for your support and for listening um especially people on Patreon and I do want to remind you guys we will not be doing episodes in December I know it hurts and I know you if you listen to the episodes every single week you're probably like okay so now do we get it but there's some people that kind of skip around and may miss episodes in between so I just want to make sure everyone knows I'm not just dropping off the planet of the earth um I'm just taking a little hiatus but I still will be engaging on Patreon Um, I'll be in Jamaica and New York, uh, so I might do some vlogs out there if you guys would like to engage with that. Um, I'm also working on some merch that I think is pretty funny, so uh, Patreon will kind of see what that looks like first. Basically, if you want to stay in touch with me in December and see some content still, um, then Patreon's the place to be. Um, And also, you can follow us on Instagram, Um, but I just want to thank you guys again, just for listening and and being here and make sure you come back in January. Um, and I'll talk to you guys a little more about the upcoming episodes that we will have when we return in January, um, at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But for now, let's get into sexual attraction while dating. (music) Alrighty, So I wanted to do this episode as the last one before the show comes back January 4th. When? January 4th. Say it to yourself so you don't forget. Um, I don't want to be here January 4th by myself, guys. OK, I don't want to be looking around an empty room like I'm Will Smith on the last episode uh, because that's, that hurts me. So just remember, January 4th, we're going to be right back at it. I'll be dropping like different um reminders on Instagram at the parallel pod if you guys are forget, forgetful but please be here when I get back <laughs> but back on subject um, I want to do this episode as a reminder that you can still be aware that you are sexually attracted to the person you're dating and the person you're dating can be aware as well there's nothing wrong with that I think what happens a lot in Christian circles is that Christians are you know, sexually attracted to each other in relationships, but they never just voice it and just enjoy the feeling of being sexually attractive to their significant others. Instead, you act on it and end up disobeying the Lord and hurting your relationship with him and also your relationship with your significant other. And I think it's always important to remind you guys, like you have a level of responsibility of stewardship of your relationship. So you don't want to be the person that causes your significant other to, um, distance themselves from God. You don't want to be the person who helped them do that. Um, we know what happened with Adam and Eve. It just does not look right. So we don't want to be those kinds of people to each other as well. So I think it's completely fine that your significant other knows that you are sexually attracted to them. And I think that's actually healthy and important. I think it actually might help people to just be honest about that when they feel it. You know, like it's there's nothing wrong with that, um, especially if you're set up to, you know, Properly engage with your person with boundaries as well. So, um, boundaries kind of help you avoid engaging in that behavior. You can still let them know that you're attracted to them in that way. I think people can know what aspects of your body that you're attracted to, maybe even what character traits each of you have that, you know, may make you more attractive to the person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, um, all my Christians who are in their word know that when they see a Christian man or a Christian woman um, that they find attractive reading their word or talking about Jesus passionately, it does a little something, something to you. And that's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, being attracted to a man that loves Jesus or a woman that loves Jesus is actually a beautiful thing. And I'm sure Jesus is completely grateful um, that that would be something that makes you want to be closer to a person physically and romantically. So I want to talk a little more in depth about um, this aspect using different scriptures but we're going to start with Song of Solomon as an example of communicating attraction before marriage and how they went about that so um, I want this episode to allow you and your significant other to develop sexual attraction while dating without engaging because like I've said in previous episodes you don't just turn that kind of stuff on and I think when some Christians make their relationships so friendship-oriented they get into marriage and they may not even desire sex anymore with that person or you know they may feel so uncomfortable talking about it because it's never been a topic until after the rings were exchanged Um, and that's especially if people um, are both virgins in the relationship so in chapter one of song of solomon or song of songs depending on your translation um solomon's soon-to-be bride starts off swinging so they are engaged already Um, so they're you know, they're going to be married. It's not really a question. They're going to be married. So they're having these kind of conversations. And she says, Let him kiss me with kisses of his mouth. For your love is more delightful than wine. What a beautiful imagery. Um, now I know some of us may have had phases where we were willing to just kiss any old attractive person in the mouth. (laughs) But for someone of such high ranking like King Solomon to kiss you in the mouth, that is a high honor. So I know that sounds like light stuff, but she's asking to experience something that at the time maybe no one else has experienced because um, we know towards the end of Solomon's life, he was out here being reckless romantically. But this marriage was very early on in his kingship, so it was still a sacred experience for her. Um, but besides that, um, as well, I can even hear a church mother now saying, like, this is lustful and, and inappropriate. And you know what I think is more inappropriate? your significant other not knowing you're sexually attracted to them till the night of your wedding right before y'all engage in intercourse. I think that's inappropriate. I think there's one thing, you know, Solomon, Song of Solomon shows us and it's that it's okay to flirt with the person you're with and you can let them know what you like about them. It's never too much to compliment your significant other. It's not inappropriate, especially if you, if you have boundaries around that. So it goes to speak uh, about how her friends start to hype her up saying that they delight in her love. So that's a side note as well, but I get, you know, it can be hard to be happy for a friend when they're finally, you know, finding someone because, you know, one, maybe it's that you feel like your relationship can change with them and it it will in some aspects. uh, But it just kind of, you don't really know what that person's going to act like when they're in a relationship. So that that's one aspect of it. Um, But also you're still single, you know, so that hurts but I think it's important to make room in your heart to be happy for your friends when they receive these blessings um so she goes on to say that people are right to adore him and I think the world is really big on men complimenting women but I think men deserve the same hype and adoration you know um she's really letting this man know that she wants him so if you're in a relationship catch your man off guard today hype him up a little bit um or a lot of it and um As the chapter progresses, they are very detailed in explaining to each other what imagery, um, you know, they feel that they see in each other and what their favorite things are about each other. So this is not unhealthy behavior. Um, But I think the next part is key as well. After she speaks about how she feels about him, she's like, wait, but like, what about me? Like basically asking for reassurance that they're kind of on the same page. And he doesn't respond with like, "Um, you know, because you're you're just you. You're just, you're just the, you're just beautiful, you know. Um, my man speaks about how she is like one of the horses that runs Pharaoh's chariot, and you, you know, you probably like you think that's cute that my man's called her a horse, um, but to be picked to run with the Pharaoh, one of the high is one of the h- highest honors that a horse can ever experience. <laughs> like you have to be a very strong, agile horse to be chosen to be one of the Pharaoh's, you know, chariot runners or whatever so i'm sure the other horses are hella jealous when they see them little horses come by um so it's actually a very high honor for him to say that like you are the best of the best basically um but he goes on to say like your cheeks are beautiful with earrings and your neck with jewels um and this is for men out there y'all gotta pay attention to the small things too okay pay attention to the small things um but he's very detailed and telling her what he likes about her and and how he you know he does a great job of reassuring her that yes I see that you're attracted to me but I'm also very attracted to you and this is why so then she turned up the heat some more um and if you aren't reading the Hebrew translation you may miss some innuendos for sure so she goes on to say like my beloved is to me a bundle of myrrh resting between my breasts that is in the bible okay she says it right there clear as day resting between my breasts um, so if you thought sex and this kind of stuff was not in the Bible, you're wrong. Okay. It's in there. Um, and you know, that's where women would store their perfume at, at times. So she's saying he's close to her, her heart, but I mean, I think simply mentioning her breasts might do something to a man, you know, especially to a man that's attracted to her. Um, and I do briefly want to remind you guys that a lot of imagery, um, in Song of Solomon has been understood by a lot of theologians as showing the relationship with christ and the church um and the ultimate marriage between us and christ and our union so i'd encourage you guys to read those commentaries as well because it's really cool um but you can also read it plainly from the perspective of a loving relationship because our romantic relationships and r- relationships in general are supposed to be a reflection of christ in the church anyways so um you know, it's important to, you know, read it both ways to understand what it looks like to be in relationship with Christ. But also this is example of how to be healthy in romantic relationships as well and how it's, you know, permissible to tell someone you love them in in different ways and it's not inappropriate. So um, then he goes on to say how beautiful beautiful he feels she is and she responds by speaking about how handsome she feels he is. Um, And then she goes on to speak about how she desires him to take her to his banquet hall. Just use your imagination. You know, she wants him to take her to bed um, and let his banner over her be love. Um, So, you know, it even speaks about her waking up in the night longing for him and him not being there. So as they're getting closer to marriage, she's basically telling him that I desire to have sex with you. Um, She says, strengthen me with your raisins. Refresh me with apples because I am faint with love. So she's basically admitting to the highest degree that she's thirsty. OK, and there's nothing wrong with that. And her thirst is for this man. But she also goes on to say two times, but do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. So this is a perfect example. This these uh, first three chapters before they go into marriage. Um, she's, they're both telling each other, I literally want to have sex with you. I like this about you in Depth and in detail, but she also makes sure to remember: like, do not give in to those temptations because your relationship with Christ is way more important. At the end of the day, your relationship with the Lord should be the thing that that leads you into making decisions. Um, so, yes, definitely let your man or your woman know that you desire them, um, but remember, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. At the end of the day, our relationship with the Lord is way more important. So, um I'm not going to go. And talk too in depth about boundary setting because I've discussed it more in depth in past episodes, like episode 19, when we talk about um, are we being touch starved? Excuse me, are we just touch starved? And episode nine, when I talked to a married couple who actually waited um, and, you know, how they created boundaries in that. But I think it's important that you get to know what may arouse you to the point where you are seeing black and you're like, Jesus, who? (laughs) <laughs> you know that's dangerous you don't want to be there um, and you can create the, create these boundaries with your significant other you know you don't have to do it separately or by yourself you can have these boundaries and let them know like I this is why we can't de- do these things or um, when you do this it like makes me you know want to jump your bones so we got to cool it on that <laughs> um, and it, they don't have to be extreme you can make them reasonable so you can just continue to enjoy each other's company um, you never want to make your boundaries, uh, so rigid to the point where they affect the growth of your relationship. Like, for example, putting like a weird boundary, like you can, can't make eye contact with me for longer than three seconds. Like at that point, you need to harvest the fruit of the spirit we call self-control. That's, that's on you, sweetheart, or that's on you, sir. Um, that's just, that's extreme. So, I mean, if my man is, is, is gazing at you sensually, that's different, but Um, eyesight is a, eye contact is neutral. Okay. It's very neutral. So, um, the things I talked about today are appropriate and can help develop a more mature relationship. And, and that's mature in communication and emotionally, because you can have conversations, um, and voice your feelings and create boundaries together. Um, and also spiritually, because as a couple, you're deciding to honor God with your relationship and that's the ultimate goal. So, You can even read scripture to reinforce your reasons for boundaries. Um, But I think it's important that your significant other knows that you're attracted to them. I think that's important. And telling your significant other that you like the way they walk or how passionate they get when talking about something, especially in the moment when it's happening, when you're feeling that attraction, that's completely fine. It's not unhealthy. Uh, You complimenting someone or telling them you're attracted to them will not automatically transport you to the bedroom. You know, it's it's not something you have to fear like that. Um, you don't have to fear that if if you tell them things, it'll escalate because um, that's not always how things work. You know, you can tell someone I'm attracted to you and they can be like, ooh, really? And y'all can go all about your day keeping your burgers. It don't have to be that deep. <laughs> um, and if there is a certain thing that you think will arouse them or arouse you to that point where you will somehow be transported to the bed that's why we create boundaries and are proactive before you have to fall into sin and then have to regroup from that um so create those boundaries early on and it doesn't have to be like you know it's it's gonna happen over time because once you meet someone you don't know what your boundaries need to be because you don't know what's going to even attract you to that person to the point of wanting to be sexually engaged with them so as these things come up have these conversations and you know it'll it it may not come up for a while, or you'll realize, like, oh snap, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. And you just need to let them know there's nothing wrong with that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you feel more comfortable complimenting or pointing out the things that attract you to the person you're with. Um, the last thing I want is there to be fear involved in love because that's not biblical. You know, the Lord speaks so much against uh, fear. And I think it takes away from the love that you can experience in a healthy relationship. Um, so, yeah, remember to meet me back here on January 4th. Um, I've got some good episodes in the making. Uh, there's one with Kendall from the Penny Story on human sex trafficking. Another on important questions to ask while dating. Um, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to get a newlywed couple to talk about their experiences. And I'll actually be asking you guys what questions you have for them um, at the Parallel Pod on Instagram. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, so I won't be talking in this capacity to you guys on Christmas. So I'll say I hope you guys have an awesome Christmas and spend it with people you feel loved by. Um, follow the parallel at the parallel pod if you think you'll forget when we come back. Um, and for all my patrons, I'll be chatting with you guys throughout the month. So, um, remember to speak the truth and love, guys. Love you guys. Bye.